Warning, this is an adult-oriented podcast about really perverse things like communication and consent. If you are under 18 and looking for answers to questions about sex or kink, please visit scarletteen.com. For the dude bro listeners, this is the nerdy shit. Fuck off! Anyhow, uh, so, I guess we're, we're doing the thing. So, uh... She's calling me sport. Okay. <laughs> 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 I I have to see this happen like mm. in person. Yes. Oh no, this is this is uh this is on Discord. So oh. I mean, you can observe it right now. <laughs> I'm sure eventually she'll do it in person and yeah, I, I, I don't think she understands exactly what she's doing right now. I I would love to see the consequences of her mm. actions. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, I'm I'm sure you will. <laughs> Ooh la la. Mm. Ooh la la. We fucked up. <laughs> we fucked up. She has no idea. Okay, so so uh, what was it? Last episode we were talking about honorifics. Yes. Yeah. So I I didn't even think about it because like she and I we we do have a dynamic, but I didn't really think about our titles for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she calls me Minixa, and I call her Minveld. It's Swedish. It's it's our, our pet names for each other because we didn't want to call each other my darling, my dear, you know, yeah. master, whatever the fuck. Because like Swedish meatball. Uh, my bum is on the Swedish. Nope, you lost me. Okay. Yeah, no. No. Um. No. Actually, Sweden, Swedish. So yeah, I suppose Swedish meatballs. I don't know if they're actually from Sweden or not, but you know. I mean, what are the what do the terms mean? Uh. So Minixa is my axe, and Minveld is my shield. Oh, uh, that's because, cute. Right? That's cute. That's cute. Yeah. And I, love that. I do too. And most people aren't going to know what what we're saying, you know? That's that's how we wanted it. Mm-hmm. Because we wanted wanted it to be something special between us. And now I'm ad, uh, advertising it on our podcast, which fuck. Now everybody's going to know it. Yeah, okay, not so. only that, but okay, listen, <laughs> listeners, if anybody out there thinks this is super cute and wants to get involved in something like this, I need somebody. I don't care which one of us chooses the glove and which one's the sword, but we'll find terms to fit those two. There you go. Doesn't have to be Swedish. It can be <laughs> no, whatever. No, no, you need to, you need to do it like, uh, I don't know, Norse Viking or something. Or Ukraine. Or you, oh, German. Like Russian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, German, German, German. You're either angry or like just super, super happy. Yeah, exactly. So it works both ways. That's true. That could be it. That's is good, yeah. Mein Schwitzenguben. Well, speaking of uh, corrections. Since uh, Greedy went over his, I have a correction as well. Um, Should I start recording? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> I hate you. I, oh my god, I hate you so much right now. Greedy just leaned over to check and make sure they were recording. <laughs> well, so I had uh, a listener who's obviously who's also a dear friend of mine reach out oh to me god, and you. let <laughs> and let me know that I used some incorrect language uh, when I was talking about boot blacks. Do tell. So what it was is that it was very, and you know, she she told me, she's like, well, she's like very specifically the language that I had used um, definitely like works in like the like Nilla world, 
Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. But because one of the words I was using actually means a whole different thing in queer leather culture, it was important that I make the distinction. Right. So and I went back and I listened to that portion of the podcast and I went, oh, I hear what she what she said that I was saying. Uh-huh. So uh, what I was doing is I was I was using two different terms. Right. I was saying AFAB and I was saying female identified. Right. So those are two, you know, obviously those are two perfectly normal things. But sometimes I would shorthand the term female identified to femme identified. And that is That's... not correct. OK. Because okay. femme Femmes is a role in itself in leather culture. So somebody uh, who may be getting into leather may end up misusing that as well, misusing someone's role. Okay. So um, she was really helpful. She she broke it down for me, and she also sent me some really nice education about it. So I really, really appreciate you. Thank you. So I just kind of wanted to go over it really quick, uh, what the differences are. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so, uh, so the term AFAB is just shorthand for assigned female at birth. That means that when you were born, a doctor looked at you and said, you are a female, right? That's, you know, Mm. that's what the doctor said. Uh, if you are a female identified, it's just like it sounds, you identify as a female, doesn't matter what your parts are or anything else like that. That is your gender identity. Uh, now femme Femme, like you can use it as like a shorthand for anyone who presents stereotypically female, right? So like, for example, I know that I've described myself as being femme before, even though I don't, even though um, gender wise, I'm not a female, Okay. you know, I'm gender queer, right? But I say I'm femme because I dress very feminine. Right. And so that's uh, when she had corrected me initially, I thought, oh, OK, so that's where I made the mistake. Right. But she's like, no, it's it's a little bit deeper than that. And she's saying, that's why, you know, I made the point to correct you um, is because the term femme is often used as a identifier among feminine leather folks. And it represents a deeper struggle for acceptance in the queer leather community. Huh. So and like a way it almost is. Well, it sounds weird to say like a political stance because that's not really it, but it's ident- it's an identifier as I'm here and I'm going to take up space whether or not you want me here, because a lot of femmes still even in queer leather or I should say in gay leather, uh, like areas, are not as accepted and are not seen as valid and their kink and their presence there are not seen as valid. Didn't a lot of I'm sorry I'm completely no. ignorant about the that cold the whole other culture culture but didn't a lot of it start with like gays yes and but that's that's the thing is that you know it still in gay leather culture a lot oh. of gay men do not accept the presence of women of okay. any kind so it's okay. it's like i was telling you last week where there are still you know men in in the leather community that don't want a woman to touch their boots right Right. And so still a lot of, you know, gay men could be misogynists, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is uh, still a thing. So in spaces that are dominated by gay leather men, sometimes femme people still have a hard time taking up that space. Right. Oh, wow. I don't know why I find it such a trip that gay men, especially gay leather men, can be misogynistic. Right. After the struggle that gay they men have gone through. Yeah. It's like, 
what the fuck, guys? That you're 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 doing exactly what you always fought against. Yeah. Well, it's like I feel the same way whenever I see like uh, gay folks that are like transphobic. Oh that, yeah, yeah. That just completely like blows my mind because I'm like, you know what it's like to be ostracized and put out there. You know, I mean, there's a difference of you know identity in terms of like sexuality and gender. Those are two big differences. Mm-hmm. It just still it still trips me out that they can't identify with that fight. I think a lot of people and this goes even to straight people can if they stop and think about it if it's if it's pointed out to them if they if they stop and realize what's happening but it's so easy to take that comforting little group of i'm a part of normality Mm -hmm. and so if there's somebody that's that's more strange than me then then that i can push away from them and be like I'm, you know, normal, you're different, and kind of have some kind of comfort in that weird excuse. So, anyway, I I wanted to make that correction, and I do definitely thank the listener for taking the time to, one, hold me accountable, and two, to take the time to educate me, because she very well could have just been like, hey, you're wrong, go look into it. But, I mean, she went as far as even sending me an article, and I just... Oh, that's cool. I, I really uh, appreciate that from you, so thank you. Yeah, and we don't want to be wrong. Yeah. Like, if, if anything we say is wrong, we want to be called out on it. Totally. Um, that is a huge part of who we are, is just a community. It's, you know, we want to learn. We don't want to be right. We don't want to have all the knowledge and be like, well, this is the way we do it. Like, that only works in some context. There's no one true way. True. No one true ways. Everyone is constantly learning. Absolutely. Or should be. Should be. So, I think we're through with our corrections. Want to go to Gotham Press? From Bakersfield to Mount Olympus, Gotham Press talks naughty business. Sexual topics to explore your whoredom. Good if you're new or kinky Yoda. Gotham Press Podcast. Your parents warned you about. We're here. Anyway, <laughs> welcome Gothamites to another episode of the Gotham Press Podcast. I'm your host, Anemic Princess. I am joined by my co-host, Greedy. I, I've been demoted to co-host. You I'm a co-host. Oh I thought we were all co-hosts. I thought we were all co-hosts. I, I thought we were all hosts. Okay. I'm joined okay. by another host, Greedy. <laughs> <laughs> I love messing with you. I'm joined by the founding <laughs> member, Greedy. The, the parasite. No, no, that's too much. The that's founding too much. father you, of the Gotham Press. You can, I'm you joined can... by the president of Gotham Press, oh, Greedy. Oh, God. President and CEO. <laughs> CEO entrepreneur. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, <laughs> by senior editor, Greedy. Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> Oh my god. So wait, I have a I have a question real quick while I'm thinking about this. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who am I? Who am I? Uh who is singing the theme song to the Gotham Press? It sounds like you No, me. that it's is not me. Who is he tries, but the theme song. Yeah, I, I I can I can do a fair imitation of him, but there is only one Count Boogie. Mm-hmm. Yep. From you the don't you don't know podcast. Count Boogie. Yeah. What? Uh, Count okay. Boogie is the one of the one of the stars of the Perverted Podcast. They're based out of Los Angeles. And uh 
The guy is a fucking legend in the kink community down there. So hats off to Count Boogie, including the Get Fucked Karen hat. Um, he he He's a uh, singer-songwriter, and he wrote that song. Like, came up with it all, did the tune, did all the recording himself. You know, oh. everything about it was Count Boogie. So we we are very appreciative of our musically inclined sponsor, Count Boogie. Just a, a shout out to uh, Quinn Pratt on uh, TikTok. He's a creator, a content creator over there and owner of a company that sells Get Fucked Karen merchandise. And uh, he uh, he's doing a, uh, a charity event for a friend of his that's fighting cancer, um, helping them pay off their, uh, their medic bills. He's selling these wristbands that are pink, you know, for cancer, mm-hmm. and they say "Get Fucked, Karen" in his logo. And uh, every every cent of profit for these things goes to this couple just for their medical bills. So, Aww. Gothamites, get on to TikTok, okay? Check me out. I'm I'm Greedy Paul there too. Um, follow my account because I will be sending. I will be posting this this unboxing for him, and. Uh, I want you all to reach out to him, okay? Support this guy, because he's got some really awesome fucking merch. It's already posted, by the way, on your TikTok. It is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I suppose by the time you guys hear this, huh? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) duh. Wow. I I, I have have, have it in my head that you're listening live right now. I mean, some of them are. Are they? (laughs) Our one audience member. Fucking audience. (laughs) Well... Thank you so much for that greeting. And also, get fucked, Karen. <laughs> Thank you, Thief. And as you just heard, that is our other host, Thief of Dreams. Hi. Hi. Hi, Karen. I love you. Miss you. Bye. That's only a little weird because my mom's name is Karen. Ooh. And we. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Not the same spelling. She's, she makes it very clear. Okay. Okay. Karen. Good. Good. Because I know a Karen with this same spelling, and she should. You bought her a hat? Yeah. My, my, mom, my mom is mean, but she's not, I like, think, customer service mean. I think tomorrow I'm going to go into her store. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. How mean is your mom? <laughs> <laughs> See, like, you heard Gigantor laughing in the background. He laughs, right, because none of her meanness is ever directed at him, because he is by far the favorite. Oh. By far. Every time she FaceTimes, where's my baby? And you're talking about him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so she is, she is quite mean. Hmm. She is quite mean. I like it so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm uncomfortable, so hey, uh, we have a guest, everybody. We do. Hi, Yay! guest. <laughs> Hello, guest. Today our guest is uh, a Miss B Steams. Hello. 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 <laughs> it is I, once again. You guys sick of me yet? No. <laughs> No, you show us your tattoos. Yeah, that is true. I do. And she pokes tattoos. holes in people. Uh huh. I do well, that. She got well. me twice. Sure well, did. Since she's here, and she is, as you know, you've heard several times, one of our wonderful sponsors of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about our sponsors, starting with Piercings by B LLC. LLC. I am now at a new location. Oh, I am at a new location. Uh, and this one actually has a phone number <laughs> that I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it is that new. Uh, but I am at a new location. I am now at Good Fortune Tattoo and Body Piercing. Uh, 
231 Roberts Lane in Bakersfield, California. And, oh God, let me let me go back into my memory castle and see if I can remember the phone number. I mean, you still have your website, right? I still have my website. Go on the fucking website. Yes. (laughs) Go on the website. It's in the show notes. Piercingsbyb.com. Yeah. So (laughs) we like to thank some of our other sponsors. You know, since we're thanking the ones that are here. Oh, yeah. Well, Brad will be here Friday, Uh, but he's not here right now. But you could also, if you're (laughs) looking for custom passies, you can go to Still Brat Passies. For all your custom adult pacifier needs. Thank you, Steel Brat Passies. Thank you, Steel Brat Passies. Nice deflection, by the way. Thank Let's you. talk about Thief's Touch. Oh, the floggers? Yeah, the, the guy who makes the floggers. Yeah, who really needs to make some floggers. He really needs to make some because floggers. Because Etsy's looking a little dry right now. <laughs> all it's got is like some deer hide floggers and maybe one cowhide. Flo- no, actually, well, that's not true. There's one cowhide flogger, but it's got gold distressed kind of black and then there's one that's oil tan flogger but that's one of those that i don't think anybody's gonna buy on etsy because you unless you've seen an oil tan flogger before you don't really know what you're getting so you're like i kind of want to look at it and feel it and pick Mm -hmm. it up and touch Mm -hmm. it i can always use another flogger yeah Yeah. i was i was maybe showing off your work a little bit last night Um. to some friends (laughs) maybe you know Giving them a tour. Hmm. Nice. Touching all up on your supple leathers. Are these friends in the community? Perhaps. They are now. I (laughs) hope so. (laughs) I want to meet more of your friends because I've met your boyfriend and he's pretty fucking awesome. He's 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 pretty great. Yeah. I'm fond of him. Oh my god. Okay. So so I was uh, TikToking with uh, anemic here earlier and. Mm We happened to be perusing your profile, and mm-hmm. I found a oh. video of uh, the two of you, uh-huh. like, in sweats and, you know, looking a little bit disheveled. And uh, then you, like, put your hand in front of the camera, and presto, you guys are both dressed to the nines and mm-hmm. fucking spiffed out. I, I just, yum. He had an audible reaction. He was, oh. <laughs> that yeah, outfit that he had on he bought this this shirt and those slacks at h&m and let me tell you his ass looks <laughs> fucking, oh, phenomenal oh my gosh because he's got this nice little let me let me brag about my honey record. he's got a nice little like bubble butt and mm-hmm. then these pants just like accentuate and the the, the fit just makes me want to do disgusting things just you know well since we're talking about butts you know we're good for butts mm-hmm. paddles you oh, know yeah. what? Paddles are great for butts. We know some people who make some pretty damn good paddles. We do. Good old JW paddles. Mm. So if you're looking to spank some some cute butts, I mean, you could probably hit some other words, but I like using paddles on butts. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I like doing both. Uh, you know, warm up with a hand and then mm-hmm. graduate to a belt and then go on to the paddle because bam. In the back of the thighs. Mm-hmm. A nice Ooh. etched paddle will leave a fun pattern. Oh though. my god! Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You get get the etching like deep enough, like crisscross pattern, so air moves quickly, and Ooh. it takes a thuddy paddle, which you know, flat on one side makes a very good thud. Etched on the other side makes a very good sting, like heavy mm-hmm. impact sting. And you can also use the edge of the paddle. As oh yeah, blading. Cane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called blading. No, I didn't know there was a name for it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a you know highly technical name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, 
I'll stop blading when I put my rollerblades on and me and the homies go tear it up. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> oh, my God. So if you're in the market for a paddle, please go ahead and check out JW Paddles. Try some of their wood. Uh, some <laughs> Long, some dark wood. <laughs> Other intro- introductory things. We just want to give a big thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Mm-hmm. Hats off to the patrons. Yeah, absolutely. If you subscribe at a certain tier, uh, you get early access to all of the episodes. Those are the $5 and up people. $5 and up? Okay. Yep. Yeah. So for $5 a month, you get early access to the, to the episodes. But for $1 a month, it's still a great help and we'd appreciate it. So yeah. thank you so if much for that. If we could get all of you to donate $1, just a dollar, imagine how little that is. You find more than that anywhere you look in the house, from the couch to the dryer. Mm-hmm. I wish I could find money in the dryer. I never do, though. No, I'm sorry. We're all good about cleaning out the dryer after we're done doing laundry. <laughs> I know. I wonder if there's anything in the garbage disposal. Probably, Probably not, not any quarters. No. You might find a Cheeto. But if you <laughs> if you go up to the ten dollar amount, mm. if you're if you're that that invested into our podcast here, then you might have your name or a name of your choosing, like your FET name or a code name, something that you know you know, but it doesn't have to be your actual name. Created into a fantasy. Oh. And then read aloud on the podcast. Oh, mm-hmm. no way. Mm-hmm. Like, you can so have right. some input I'm, into I'm that fantasy. I'm going to become a patron now. Or you <laughs> so, can completely leave it up to me. That's mm-hmm. what I have to do to get someone to write an erotica about me? Yes. Because, like, I, I don't know what it is about me and erotica here lately. Like, you make some good shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wrote a little bit more of that story. I, I was invested. It. I... It, I haven't quite got to the real spicy part yet because I'm trying to figure out the dialogue. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm I'm working on it. Go on. <laughs> oh, so I'm writing a little bit of erotica right now. I've caught that much. Where's it at? Um, right now it's just in my notes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh. On my phone. I've I've gotten a peek at it. Shit. Okay. Um, if you would like after after we're finished oh, here, I'd like. you guys can read. <laughs> it hasn't gotten real spicy yet. I've just described characters a little bit. And, That's all I fucking needed, bro. You know, um, <laughs> but I'm, ra- I'm basically writing about a, uh, a warrior queen, and she's a very dominant kind of, she's a very strong, like, muscly woman, but she's got, like, a little bit of jiggle on her belly, and, like, mm. I'm trying to be very, you know, and she just, she fucks everybody. Mm. She just... Ooh. You know. Wait, so is this like Xena, Warrior Princess's mom? Um, Warrior Queen? I, I, I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. That's what All you right. want. That's what I, you want it to be, however well, you have to imagine okay. her. I, yeah. I'm trying to but, be as um, descriptive as possible. Okay. With the, you know, like I'm... Like, I, I describe, like, the stretch marks on her hips mm-hmm. from an ample harvest and things like that, so... Okay. Ooh. Okay. Mm. So, maybe more Andromache the Scythian? Uh, that's all Greek to me. Yes, bless okay. you. Never mind. It, 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 did, it did her sound a little Greek. Too, Greek so. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, uh, yeah. Okay. I, I look forward to reading this uh, erotica when you release it, because yum. I mean, I could read it to you out loud. Oh, fuck me. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. That's going to be the $20 tier. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that so, could be a lot of fun. We could like do eroticas and 
like every every month or two reading erotica just for patrons how Ooh. hard would it be for us to do that seriously though i'll start writing right now but i mean to read them i don't give a shit would we all have to do it like separately like, we would not... totally have to because i will break down yeah. trying to read anything i've written have guests mm. read it yes imagine if, if you could get uh, a certain silver fox <laughs> on here <laughs> to Ooh. read in his voice. Oh, I'm I'm quite certain that a lot of people, a lot of listeners, would enjoy that very much. Yeah. From what I've heard about uh, Kinky Story Night or Dirty Story Night. Oh yeah, yeah. He he is a legend. And if anybody if anybody in our listeners has been to a Dirty Story Night at the Dungeon in Bakersfield, you know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm going to have to approach this person about it. Might have to. Uh-huh. <laughs> Might I have like three, three different stories that I'm like conjuring right now. I'm <laughs> like, so, okay. So $10 tier. You're going to create a fantasy create story. Create a fantasy story. Okay. And they can either have input or not. Okay. So they can kind of lead it one way or just completely leave it up to me. Mm-hmm. And it can... It'll be consensual, the story. So, like, if you're <laughs> a dom, I'm not going to make you a sub just because yeah. it's a story. You know, like It's going to be fitting, right? Yeah. Like, okay. So, to an extent. Yeah, yeah. But if you just, you're just you just like, I don't care, whatever you want to do, then it, I cannot make no guarantees. Right. It could go anywhere. Very cool. Well, I don't know. I feel like people should be giving us some money so they can do right? that. That would be nice. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, that said. If you want to know where you can find the Gotham Press, take a look in our show notes. We're just about everywhere. And if you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can also look in the show notes for ways to message us. And you can also contact us by calling Candy's Sweet Box. Would someone go ahead and give me the number, please? 805-303-1173. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. That's all of our... Set business. All of our set business. And now, now we can concentrate on our lovely guest. Oh. Hi, lovely guest. Hello. We just, we haven't seen you for a while, you know, so I'm glad that we got an update about the the shop situation. But, um, of course, I want to, I want to ask about some other stuff. Like, we want to talk about our resident Nilla, our baby, your baby. My baby. Yeah. How is he? He is, so he's sick right now. Otherwise, he would be with us, um, also in our audience. Mm-hmm. And I, I would love to have him actually come on the podcast. That would be awesome. I would like that, too, because I think that he is a wonderful, kink-adjacent person who is incredibly lovely and accepting and hilarious. And, and we have so many questions for him I, about I wanna, you. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I... I'm an open book, I think. <laughs> I think. I'm an open, dirty book. <laughs> You're an open erotica. I am an open, smut, like, novel. <laughs> but, yeah, so he's he's good. He's just a little, he's a little sicky pants right now. Little sicky pants. Okay. And, you know, I mean, pretty confident that it's not the vid, but mm-hmm. during times of the vid, you can never be too careful. So True. You know. Very true. Big sad. I personally have not seen him in a couple of days because of said illness. So. Oh. Pretty sad about that. I'm sorry to hear about that. So, 
Has anything else changed since the last time we've seen you here? Oh, gosh. Anything that you'd like to share with us? I mean, like, you know, it could be like, gee, you beat the fuck out of someone new? Or, you know, or you could be like, hey, I got a cool haircut. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure a lot has happened, but, like, I am just, like, my my brain is just not, you know, the brain's not functioning the right brain now. Is not like, I did not have time. To, I did not have time to prepare for that question. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to do with it. That is fair. And you were working today, so I, like, yeah, I'm peopled out. Yeah, I wasn't today. even working, and I remember the last time she was here, but I don't remember when that was. Like, it seems like a part of me wants to say it was like so long ago, and the other part's like, wasn't that long ago. But at the same time, I'm like. Yeah, lots, lots happened since then, I'm sure, but... So close. But nothing, so really. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It was definitely after my Ohio trip, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No. Wait. No, it was after Oklahoma. It was after Oklahoma. You were back from Oklahoma, but I think you guys were contemplating going back or somewhere else mm-hmm. for a while. Because I, I did go to Ohio for a minute. Yeah, I think it was before that. Weeks. Oh, well, I went to Ohio... Did a guest spot at Pierceology in Columbus. How was that? That was fun. Um, the owner, Pat McCarthy, mm-hmm. spectacular guy, um, definitely drinks way. <laughs> he can definitely outdrink me. <laughs> like the first <laughs> night that I was there, he just kept buying shots of tequila. And <laughs> let me tell you, don't drink with Pat McCarthy. <laughs> He'll outdrink you every time. Every time, unless unless you can take the day off the next day, he will definitely outdrink you. But he will definitely show you one hell of a time. Um, we went to a kinky store oh, after the bar. Yes, in Ohio. <laughs> in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. Oh. I don't remember the, the name of the place, but we did go to a kinky store, and I don't remember much of this. He did not realize that I was as drunk as I was because apparently I seemed very sober. But we went to this kinky store, and I spent, like, 150 bucks on a flogger. Just completely random. It's not even in my color palette. Like, <laughs> it doesn't even match my set. Like, because you guys, my, like, all of my stuff is black and gold. This is black and green. Oh, that, oh, wow. like, green's an off color like, for you. Like, yeah. neon green. <laughs> Whoa. Like, I think I just Monster. liked it because it had, like, a, like a ball handle, and it mm-hmm. was, like, it's comfortable, but it is not in my color palette. But, you know, it was a good time. It was fun. (laughs) That's all that matters. Yeah. You're the only person I've ever heard say, use the phrase happy when referring to anything in Ohio, though. You know what? The places that I've been have surprised me. Because, like, I think of these places and I'm like, eh, you know, it's back east. It's, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I love old houses, but it's like old houses, you know, whatever, whatever. But it's like, there's shit to do in these places. I mean, maybe it's because, like, as a tourist, you find things to do, and mm-hmm. like the people who live there are well, just kind of. You're also in major mot- metropolitan areas too. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's a lot of historical context. It's not like you're in like backwater bayou Louisiana, where it's like you know there's one little store and no gas stations. You got to go out of town to get gas. Like that's. I would kind of love that, though. Like I was just, I was just thinking, I was like, there's a certain level of aesthetic there that I would really be cool with. Yeah. But I'm also, I don't know, I'm a small town person. So I came from a small town, so I'm like, that sounds cool. That sounds like where I first grew up. <laughs> See, it sounds like a nightmare to some people. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be that'd be cool for like a day. 
I mean, then, like, the racism's a little alarming for right. me. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's where I'm like, oh, that's where the aesthetic ends. Fuck, that's a little... That could be, that could be a... A bit off-putting. Yeah, a know. little bit, you know. What? <laughs> that is I the was... thing about back east, too, is, like, you don't realize, like, did you know that there are still sundown towns? There's, they have them here. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that until I went back east. Mm-hmm. Like, that just, that just shows, like, I'm, I'm Caucasian, okay? Like, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, it's, it's a privilege to not know these things that I gotta like I gotta break that down right well I mean from what I understand there are still variations of the uh oh what is it the um the green book yeah there are still variations of the green book that are current day ones on what do you guys know what I say what I'm saying when I say the green book nope. yes Okay, so uh, the Green Book was a travel guide. It's an annual, it was an annual guidebook that came out for a lot of years. It was written by black people for other black people. uh, That was basically places that they could and could not go when traveling across the country. Mm. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, so it was just kind of like, and these people, they were very brave people who wrote these books, you know, because they would take the travel as they went through and they would figure out where the sundown towns were and they would mark it down don't go here uh they would have some tips like don't ever carry don't ever pay with more than a um don't ever pay with a 20 dollar bill every bill has to be smaller than a 20 dollar bill because if you hand someone 20 dollars, they're not going to give you your change back because i know you won't do shit about it um so it'd be like typical rules like that they said you can eat at this wow. diner or this diner you can go in but only if it's to go and you can go here at this diner if it's during the time when everyone's in church so it's not full of people so you won't get kicked out or attacked um so it was it was things like that so that was a very Holy popular shit. publication for a long time my family members because half of my family is from back east still have copies of their green books i was gonna say so this isn't this isn't necessarily from like a hundred years ago either oh this god is, no this super is, recent yeah this is i mean my dad was an older guy but my dad remembers having them so wow. it, was, it was enough that they still have copies of it so there are online variations of uh the green book it's not like a set thing as much anymore, but it's kind of just like, it's almost, it could be like a forum, you know? Yeah. Hey, by the way, don't go here. Hey, by the way, and we, this we is the situation have, I had. We should have been taught this in school. Like, yeah. this should have mm-hmm. been, you know where I learned this from? Lovecraft County. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's like, that's where, honestly, like that show has a surprising amount of information. Yes. And like, I, I showed it to my honey who grew up in a a wasp household (laughs) and he was like oh my god like that Mm -hmm. like things like that happen and i was like yeah like that's you know (laughs) that's one of those shows where for me it's one it's damned good right oh yeah um it's damned good uh the thing is about it is that it takes a lot of emotional labor for me to watch that show. Oh, I imagine. Because it, because uh, some of the fears in it, because, you know, they have the whole, like, eldritch being side of it, right? But some of the things that they put in it um, are very much based on black trauma. And it's done in the most appropriate way, but they, it is a weaponized black trauma. So I have a trauma response to it yeah. occasionally. So it's like... It's really, really good, but the fear is just a little bit too real for me sometimes yeah. to watch, you know. But, you know, if you're interested in, I guess, learning some shit and also being scared and watching a damn good TV show, 
That's one to watch. It's on my list to watch. You gotta watch it. Mm -hmm. I have so much stuff to watch, though. Like, there's just everything. There's too much stuff to watch. I know. I get that feeling, too. Like, I'm I'm still working on Titans. And I think it's going to be after Titans. But then I'll I'll find something random Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, well, this is good. And just watch it all night. Yeah. And be like, oh, fuck. I fucked up. Like, now I'm off track and... Now I've got like seven things to return to and Netflix won't stop emailing me like, hey, did you finish this yet? Why don't you come back to this? And I'm like, dude, calm down. He's like a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who runs Netflix. But good. Leave me alone. Right. Suck you back in. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think about this title? Hey, we're just releasing this today. Since you like this, you might want to watch this. Did you ever finish this yet? What do you think about it? No, you want to come back and watch it? You just click right here. You got to watch it. I don't know about y'all, but there is like a good stretch of time where I was like, fuck, there's like nothing on Netflix I want to watch. Yeah. Right. And so like I was going and like, you know, that's the only reason why I reached out to like, you know, like having, I mean, I didn't get it, but having access to like people's like Hulu and HBO Max and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right. And I don't know if it's just I spent a long enough time away from Netflix or if their Netflix originals have just gotten that damn good. But when I end up coming back to Netflix, I would say maybe only maybe six months ago banger after banger on there man because i feel like gigantor and i sometimes we just start scrolling through netflix and we've just especially a lot of their documentary based stuff yeah so good i've watched sports documentaries with gigantor and the the thing is i am not into sports at all but the way that the story is told Mm -hmm. pulls me in the Hmm. um the untold docuseries on there is great. That's what that's what I was talking about. Because we yeah. watched, uh, I think Malice in the Palace was an untold one. Yep. Uh, we watched that one, and we also watched, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a story about Christy Martin. It's probably my favorite one. One of my favorite documentaries. I didn't get to see that. It, it is. It, and it's gone. It's off of there. Like, it's still on there. You can still see it, but you can't click it. You can't play what? it. Yeah. <laughs> that is really unfortunate, because like it was cock-tease. really yeah. good. I mean, I was... I've watched it twice because I watched it once on my own and then I went and got Gigantor and I said, okay, you have to watch this with me because it was so damn good. I watched Breaking Point the other day. It was an untold about a fucking tennis player. I don't know shit about tennis. I don't give a fuck about tennis. I don't care. Fucking engrossed in this story. And by the end of it, I want to like write the guy and be like, you did so good. I'm so proud of you. Like, thank you. Like, that's how I was feeling about this girl in this untold story. I was like, gosh, she's so... She is so cool. Like, she is cool enough that there were some, like, you know, they had a really cool thing where they, like, they showed how inspirational her story was. And then they threw kind of the problematic things about her at you. Right? They're like, well, now that we've pitched you this kind of, like, awesome dream of the small town girl, you know, being kind of like this feminist icon. And now we're going to talk about the homophobic things that she said. Ooh. And the transphobic things that she said, and the hateful, misogynistic things that she said, right? And so you're like, oh my God, so it's just like another, like, you're taken back, and you're like, how could this happen, right? Can you believe that even after all that, well, one, she's definitely, uh, there was a lot of internalized issues there, which is why she was saying things that she was saying, mm-hmm. right? But they still were able to bring you back to that same level of hype and hope for her at the end. That's how good this young series is. Huh. Yeah. Damn. Manipulative. Very manipulative. Manipulative. 
Well, well, the matters is that she was ignorant then, and she's a much better person now. Well, so. like the the Bob Ross documentary. Yes, I've been I'm I've like, been hearing fuck about those that. people. Yeah, I fucking got I got banned off of their Twitch stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was like, fuck you guys, give the rice back to Steven, You no good pieces of sh- bad. <laughs> what? And I'm like, is they, this something I need to watch? Yes. yes. All right. Yes. All right. I'll, I'll watch the Bob Ross one. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix got some bangers on there. Yup. There's promo. And, and I right know now. that there's info that came out after that doc was released where they said, well, we didn't get our say. Nobody contacted us. They were contacted numerous times. They didn't want to be a part of it because they were hoping it would just go away. Mm-hmm. And then once it came out is when they started like backpedaling. But there's you can look up everything that's in the doc. I shouldn't say everything. But most of the big things that were in the doc that like I, I was like, whoa, that's just wrong. That is, it's true, and it exists, and there's, there's facts, there's not facts, evidence out there to support mm-hmm. it. So, like they can they can bitch and moan and squirm about how they were vilified and stuff, but they they were, they deserve to be. Yeah. And I'm not saying that his son is an angel because I have no idea. I don't know anything about him. Like half of the story is him, his side, you know, but. We don't know what kind of person he is. So, I mean, you have to take that with a grain of salt. But but the facts are the facts, and that's just kind of shitty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're still doing it, too. Like, this isn't even just past shit. This is Like, ongoing. they're still capitalizing yeah. on him. Yeah. Like, damn. Son can't even make a buck off his dad's. Damn. <laughs> oh, bullshit. Yep. Since we're talking about pieces of shit. Pieces of shit. I have a feeling this is going to be a touchy episode. Why? Well, do you like filling shit in your toes, fingertips? Can we can we stop this? Red, red. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm calling it red DM. Why? I don't know. I don't know. It was just there, and I saw the rope, and I was like, swing. <laughs> this brings new meaning to I do not take the shits, I only disturb them. <laughs> well, let's talk about some kind of kind of shitty people. Uh, so so what would you do if you encountered a predator in the scene? Well, that's thing. You can cover yourself in mud because they have this ability to see heat signatures. No, no, wrong, wrong predator. Wrong predator. This <laughs> not, is not, not, not the Schwarzenegger not predator. predator. Yeah, no. Oh. You would befriend them to fight no, the xenomorphs. <laughs> you have to act weak and frail so like you're not appropriate prey for them because you're not a challenge. You have to be like, oh, I'm immunocompromised and small and ladyfolk. <laughs> I can't, I'm not good prey. Wouldn't be honorable to kill me. Wait, wouldn't that make them more? No, they, they, uh, they're like big game hunters. Yeah, they have an honor code. Yeah, they have an honor code. So they usually, usually, uh, like pregnant women and children. One time, one time they fought a child because they, they deemed him to be like intelligent enough to be like, I guess like a threat. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, hold on. What are we talking about right now? Are Predator. We talking... Predator. We're talking about the the movies. Oh, okay. Predator. I I I was already on the Predator. Predator. Okay. I was like, so okay. no, this is not. <laughs> this is opposite of what I was thinking. <laughs> so we're not talking about the uh, the alien predator. We are talking about the predators that sometimes lurk in our very own communities. Mm. Yes. 
And so, uh, yeah, we. I would like to talk about um, predatory behavior, right? Because I feel like you can, any of you can disagree with me, I feel like people can uh, display predatory behaviors mm-hmm. and not necessarily be a predator. I've done it. Yeah, that, that's what I'm, I feel like I've done it too. And it was something that had to be corrected. Yep. Right? Okay. I feel like, I feel like behaviors, certain behaviors, if they come out, everybody makes mistakes. They just have to be corrected. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you're new. And they got to own up to it. Mm-hmm. And they have, to, yeah, you, you got to own up to it. And, and it's hard sometimes. Especially yes, if you didn't mean something to be taken a certain way and it was anyway. And you're like, but you're wrong because I didn't do it like that. Like I was, yeah. I was just kidding. Like it was a joke. I can't believe you actually were scared. And it doesn't matter. There's yeah. something I was taught when I was working in retail. It doesn't matter what you said. Right. It doesn't matter how you said it. The only thing that matters is what they heard. It's That's the a good point. intent versus impact. Exactly. It does not matter what your intent was. You can bring it up, but that does not excuse the impact mm-hmm. that it had. Right? So, yeah. So that's why I, I feel like, and this is like, hmm, sometimes I feel real bad for community leaders. Frequently, <laughs> frequently I do, right? Because they have to always have those things at the forefront of their mind. You know, you, you bring up to a community leader, hey, this person did this thing and it made me feel uncomfortable. And maybe you are feeling really offended by this person. But maybe you might feel even more offended if the community leaders immediately kick them out. Because, frankly, unless it's a straight-up kick-outable offense, mm-hmm. it could be a correctable behavior that maybe the person didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Right? And maybe you're thinking it's a minor thing, and you just kind of say it in passing, like, oh, well, did you, you know, that was kind of mm-hmm. like so-and-so when they did this. And they're like, what happened? Exactly. Hold on. We need to talk. And then you're like, well, no, it wasn't that. It was just a – it wasn't that big of a thing. They just, like, smacked me on my ass. And, it was, and you're like, no, like, this is – yeah, and then you're like, oh, shit, did I fuck up because now I'm getting somebody in trouble for something you know they didn't do maliciously? Mm-hmm. That's that's really hard, right? Because I feel like um, as someone, when I, when I joined this community, I had someone who the initial way that they had interacted with me, I wouldn't define as malicious, right? right. In fact, a lot of it I had kind of decided was like, uh, you know, was out of naivety, you know, or maybe out of excitement. Maybe they weren't reading, you know, people's reactions to them. So I had to excuse their behavior for quite a while for this reason. But in hindsight, I realized that, like, because I never said anything, it doesn't matter whether or not they were, you know, not realizing what they were doing was wrong or if they were doing it on purpose. It was never corrected. Yeah. Right. So that was not good for that person either. There wasn't ever even a chance to be given. Instead, we all just kind of danced around them when they made us feel uncomfortable because we thought, oh, they don't know better. When realistically, it could have been corrected at any time. Right. So. And that's a good point, too, because like something might happen to me that I think isn't a big deal. Greedy might slap my ass and be like, hey, what's up? I'm like, hey, what's up? Not a big deal, but somebody new might come along who has issues with being touched, you know, without consent. And mm-hmm. 
and he's like slaps her ass hey what's up and they're they just automatic like traumatic experience yeah I'm not saying you've ever done this i'm just using you as an example <laughs> i can okay fuck? i did it okay i was slapping asses <laughs> and and if nobody you know if it's not brought up to me like hey what you're doing is inappropriate or knock that shit off like oh okay no not a problem like mm-hmm. you know i completely can stop doing that it was never meant to be a predatory thing but i can see how it can be taken that way and i yeah it's in the wrong well that's why you know rules are there for a reason it's honestly to protect everyone yeah right because it can help for the person who may be exhibiting the behavior if they honestly aren't going into it bad intentions or even if they are frankly you know if the rule if they aren't held to that standard then they can't ever know to correct that behavior and maybe ultimately become a more responsible person. Yep. And so, if they do know, and if they do it emboldens know, them to, well, I can do whatever I want. Exactly, exactly. And that's where, like, that's the person I would define as a predator. So I just wanted to make a point to talk about predatory behavior and what a full-on predator may be, at least by uh, our definition. Okay, but a predator isn't necessarily just someone who comes into it with like, what can I do? I want to do yeah. stuff to this person. What can I, I'm going to do whatever I can. Sometimes also, they honestly believe that they are. Well, that, or mm-hmm. they can play the victim. Oh, yeah. They can be like, well, they told me that I could touch them. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, they didn't say I couldn't put my whole elbow inside of them until mm-hmm. I was already there. So, like, I don't feel like I did anything wrong. Like, I was still playing within the rule. Like, they try to. They kind of skirt the line. Yeah, and right? justify their own bullshit. And it's, instead of just saying, I fucked up. My yeah. Bad. Or even if you, you feel like you didn't fuck up step away from yourself for a minute and mm-hmm. think about if it was two other people involved and what what that looks like you know yeah. like like can you see their side of the story at all or are you just completely defending yourself like complete, like without any what is that word em- not empathy where you can kind of see somebody else inside of it i kind of yeah. feel like are you busy being offended yeah as opposed to looking how the other person was affected by your actions. That's fair. Right? Because, you know, it's natural for when, with humans, when we receive, uh, you know, any sort of negative information, especially if it pertains to us, and we already have some issues with our self-worth, that uh, we're going to probably act, you know, be offended first, no matter what it is. Right? Either offended or we're going to feel really freaking bad about ourselves. Oh, yeah. It's one or the other. It's either I'm better than that or, oh, God, I'm so terrible, you know. So in those kind of situations, you have to realize that the person who's coming up to you is coming up to you with the best intentions. Right. You know, so I think that's one of the important things you have to recognize about that. What if it's a friend of yours that's been called out as predatory? Well, then at that point, I think that you need to start analyzing their behavior, specifically maybe their behavior you've seen with other people you can look at it with with you too definitely you know and analyze some of those things but but it's so easy to be like i know them i know mm-hmm. they wouldn't do that i know you know like but do you yeah like how I mean, well really? do you know that yeah. person and you know what i mean like of course with your friend they're always going to show you their best side mm-hmm. yeah you know what i mean they're not going to show you their nasty side i don't know i've ugly cried mm-hmm. in front of friends before plenty of times <laughs> 
Well, then that's like, <laughs> that's you being close with your friends. But like yeah. somebody who is predatory isn't going to show that to their friends because they're going to put their, their best face forward. That's because they want to keep so. you. Right. They want to keep you as their friend, you know. And so, hmm. I had some words there, but they completely... Can you call I? somebody oh. a friend if you've never argued to the point of hating each other? <laughs> or is... Toxic. No, I'm just kidding. Well, no, but <laughs> no, I mean... No, but that, that is really true. Because I think of my best friends, like, we got in a bad enough fight that we didn't talk to each other for a year. Right. Which was all my bad. I was the one who was in the wrong there. I've done that. Yeah, so... You know, we've all had some some asshole moves before, mm-hmm. but oh, what I don't remember what I was gonna say. I I remember I posted a couple of weeks ago because I was having feelings about some people, and I posted like, if you aren't holding, if your friends are not holding you accountable, then are they really your friends? I saw that and felt called out. Really? No. I was, like, I was like, God damn. <laughs> I was I was wondering, I was like, how many people are gonna think I'm subtweeting them? But <laughs> but I no. couldn't I couldn't I like and I've never I don't think we've ever had anything that would fall under that. I don't like, I can't a, really think a of friendship. Anything. Yeah, no. And I I tend to I tend to do that with a lot of my friends and you know, the if I'm if I'm being honest, it's because a lot of my friends are white and I'm POC. Yeah. So sometimes they don't know when they're saying or doing something or appropriate. They don't know. And that's okay. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to advocate for their behavior, you know, because and you know, part of it is a narcissistic thing. Because that means if they go off and they do continue doing this ignorant thing, it becomes a representation of me, right? So part of it is is a straight-up narcissistic thing where I'm just like, I do not want people to attach my name to that behavior or as an advocate for that behavior. But also it's because I love and I care about my friends and I don't want them to get beat the fuck up by someone. So, like, I'll I'll tell you if, hey, this thing you're saying is kind of problematic, maybe consider not doing that. It's not just my friends, it's my partners too, you know, because sometimes they just, they don't know because if they didn't grow up in that space or grow up in a space with with POC, they don't always know what's okay and what's not okay. And it makes them go forward to become a better person and act in allyship too. So I didn't mean to switch this to like about a race thing, but it's just, it's about holding, uh, if you care about someone, you should be holding them accountable for their behavior so that they can grow and be a better person. And yourself as well. Absolutely. Yes. Because I had to make that conscious effort because it's easy to say, well, I don't talk about people behind their backs. I would only say something I would say in front of them. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to say that. When you start living by that yourself, holding yourself accountable to that, it gets weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've done that to where I'll be like, okay, so I said this, so I need to tell this person this. Yeah. And you're like, hi. So, um, you're piece of shit. Listen <laughs> here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you done <laughs> fucked up there, guy. But, I mean, but if it, you're, if it you're... also brings things out into the open instead of keeping it all like hidden away, too. And, and really is healthier. It yeah. goes back to communication. Yeah. I just... <laughs> bees fighting a bug somewhere. Um, it I buzzed in my ear and I did not like mm. it. <laughs> buzz at it back. Buzz, buzz, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I just... I feel like... 
I am more appreciative for the aftermath of having a hard conversation with somebody that makes having the hard conversation worth it. Mm-hmm. You Are know? you talking about makeup sex? No. I am not a proponent <laughs> oh, okay. of makeup sex. So <laughs> I heard it's great. It's not really like I don't go straight to fucking after I make up with somebody. I want to cry for a little bit first. Okay. But <laughs> Still in my feelings. Yeah. Like, I need to feel for a while. You know, but I don't know. I, I feel like with me and it's you know it's gotten me in trouble admittedly a few times that um communicating clearly what needs to be said even if it's uncomfortable or even if it sounds like it could be mean is important right yeah. and that doesn't mean like you know i'm not one of those people who are like sorry i'm i'm blunt and i'm an asshole so you have to deal with it i'm, I'm not saying i'm one of those people but like I am saying that if a hard thing needs to be said, I'm more likely to say it because the aftermath of saying that is ultimately going to make both of our lives better because it's either we're going to be like, cool, it's out there. Now we can work through that and get through it or you have to be hurt for a while and then we're going to talk about it and we're going to get through it or we're not going to be in each other's lives anymore and that's going to be better for us to handle right now as opposed to later, you know? That's true too, yeah. Well, because if you're really friends with someone, you should want them to be their best selves. Absolutely. And if you're really friends with someone, you should be able to take criticism from your friends. Because you know a friend's not going to do it just to be mean to you. Yeah, they're they're they love you, looking out for you. Unless like, I mean, obviously, don't be friends with assholes. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to have at least one or two. Mm-hmm. asshole friends because yeah. they will call you out on bullshit that other people might let you kind of get away with yeah well i mean that's why i like you know i'm gonna i'm a flame up gigantor a little bit here one Ooh. of my favorite things about him you know isn't he fully admits that he's an asshole right but he holds his friends accountable love that he I, doesn't uh, really seem like an asshole to me though i think it's because because you met <laughs> it's it's because you met him uh, after he was with me. He softened up a little bit. Oh, okay. He's he's found because there's a lot of times where I'm just like, sweetie, you could say a little, a little nicer. Um, <laughs> so over time, that's worked out. But especially when I when I first met him, he was a bit he was a bit intense. So um, he was a taco. You made him a gordita. <laughs> <laughs> and that if that means I made him gain weight, yes, that's them happiness oh, pounds. Soft shell. <laughs> Damn. Wait, hold on. The soft shell doesn't. I didn't mean that in like the. It's a bigger. <laughs> I meant that it's like. Less hard. No, not less. God. Would you it. like a shovel to dig yourself in a little bit deeper? No, just cover it up. Just fucking cover me up. I'm done. Throw some dirt on it. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that is one of the things that I have always adored about him is that he's not scared to call out his friends for their behavior. And as. You know, I don't know. I I don't want to say, like, he's learned so much since being with me. That's not that's not what I'm saying, but I feel like... That is he, what she's saying, though. Well, frankly, now that he knows more people and has more experience with people, he's incredibly empathetic, and he listens to a lot of what other people have to say, especially when it comes, like, surrounding their traumas or maybe the groups that they're a part of. He really internalizes all of that. So, like, he... One, first of all, He's not scared to say that to a first date. I know that. He's held a first date accountable and kicked her ass to the curb over some shit that she said. Love that. I love that, too. It was really hot. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he he does it with his friends, who sometimes, you could say, are scarier to have to approach. But he tells them, hey, 
you're being a real piece of shit right now. You're being a racist right now. You're being a homophobe right now. You're doing this. You're doing that. And that's not appropriate. And I feel like you know better. And I'm really proud about it. So basically what you're saying is he is Neville Longbottom. He is the ultimate ally. Dude. 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 (laughs) The character development. The character development in this one. It's so... I love it. I love it so much. I'd love to see it. Yes. He's just sitting over there in the audience playing his game. He don't even he don't even care that I'm flaming him up right now. <laughs> Whatever. I have a question now. Hmm. Cause you just said he was the ultimate ally. Wouldn't that just make him an ally? Like Yeah, I mean, because that's kinda like the baseline yeah, of being those an traits ally. Shouldn't go away when you're yeah. not in the company of somebody that you're defending. Like Well, see, that's that's I know how good of an ally he is because someone else who I would say a lot of her personality is, I'm such an ally. As soon as she was in the presence of another person, of someone who was not in the group of which she's supposedly in allyship with, she said a slur. And you want to know the first thing that he did? Hey, did you just say that? Did you really just say that? That's not okay. Right on. You know? So, like, here's the thing. I'll be with you. Y'all are white, so y'all would probably know this better than me. I have heard that it's common sometimes when white people are around other white people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes other white people feel more comfortable letting loose a little bit of their prejudice. Shit, you're talking because... about the good old boys club. No, I <laughs> I would say it's, it's, it's normal to maybe hear it mm-hmm. and not act on it, like, and just... Like, I don't want to have that huge conversation mm-hmm. right now that's going to blow up into some bullshit. I'm just, gonna, I'm just walking away. Mm-hmm. But not use it yourself. Yeah. You don't use it yourself. Oh, no. I, I'm talking about, like, I've heard stories of people who are talking to others and another person says it says something, like, prejudiced to them. Yeah. Just kind of out of the blue and very much treats it like it's okay, even though, to your knowledge, that person would never say that in front of the group that they're offending. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's... So. That's definitely a thing. And I'm like, listen, I am a white people, but I am not that kind of white people. (laughs) You're like, "Uh, please don't. Uh, Please maybe don't do that. Um, I am small and I cannot fight you uh, on behalf of my friends. (laughs) But I will say very mean things to you. Well, luckily, Gigantor is big and a man. And you'll try try to be racist. And he's like, no. I had a Bad. <laughs> conversation with my father one time where I said, can you just not say the N-word? Just please? <laughs> and he goes, well, I don't understand why it's a big deal. They haven't been slaves in, like, forever. And I was like, you went to school in segregation. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't ancient history. Like, And e- even he, this is getting way off topic. But yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> even he would be like, Man, I'm I'm glad I'm not black when like the police shootings would happen and stuff. Like he know, So you like, recognize like, yeah, he recognizes issue. it and then like blows it away, like, well, there's no difference between mm-hmm. color and I'm like, Oh my god, what is wrong with you? But yeah, so that was a that was a hard conversation and he didn't and he still does. And that's that's one of those times when he would say something and I would just be like, I'm just leaving. Mm-hmm. I left I'm- the other weekend from because my uncle was like going on about some bullshit and it, it was I don't think it was racial it was, but it was political and I was like I'm just I'm done like I don't well and here's the thing right I would say in those kind of situations like weigh the risks right like I being you know one of your black friends 
would personally, I don't feel like it's important for you to stand up to your family members who you know are not going to change their fucking mind. <laughs> right? Hey, right? hey, Just, hey Nemec, um, can you ask if I can sleep on your guys' couch because I just got kicked out? For <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and, to, and in that same vein, I would say, like, you know, weigh your safety. B, knowing that, you know, she's a small female person, I would not want her to go up to some, you know, giant racist asshole and be like, fuck you, you can't do this, because that may put her in an unsafe situation. Like, those are not times where I'm saying, you need to act in allyship when I'm not there. I feel you like know, she right? would do that, and we'd all have to rush to, like... Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I am all about punching Nazis, but maybe, like, you punch the Nazi, and I will hold your earrings. <laughs> She's like, I outsource my work. I will. I'll outsource my violence. <laughs> such a capricorn thing <laughs> let me just outsource this i will i will support i will i will bandage you afterward uh you maybe do that um and i will because i am small well i mean even like bringing that back to the predator thing i feel like you know that's why we have people who we go to yeah you know whenever there's mm-hmm. an issue because i know personally one of the times i had to bring up someone who was being not okay and being predatory uh this motherfucker was huge he was goddamn enormous you've never met him yeah this the, was, <laughs> yeah before my yeah time. this this was pre you and i don't one of the times thief wasn't here because apparently he's been here a few times so <laughs> the greedy knows about it pre cambrian <laughs> but you know he big big dude right so even i felt kind of weird like bringing up some of the hey i feel kind of weird about this so my my logic was to go to the biggest member of leadership and bring it up and he did handle it quite well actually so uh but i mean that's why I, I feel like if there is predatory behavior that you're seeing and, you know, I also feel like, you know, if you want to call them out, that's what you do. But please do consider your own risks and your own yeah. safety and also know that there are people who are here to do that for you. Right. Like, yeah, like people like B and I, we don't have the authority to kick someone out of an event that we're not running. We don't have the authority to say you're not allowed to be a part of this group. Right. I would never probably assume that authority. I do know that there are other people who have tried to say that they have that authority and that it's not true. Oh, yeah. yeah I was about I'd, to say there is a I, designated I, list of people. I was going to say that's a very short list. And too. if you are not on that list, do not try to say that you, that you that have you that do. authority. Yes. There's like maybe four names on that list that I can think of. Six. Yeah. Six. Six. Mm-hmm. There, okay, so in inside inside our town's community, yeah. there are six people with the authority to say this person is banned. And all the sister groups in the community and around our community will recognize that authority. Mm-hmm. Because they don't want, because if it's bad enough that we're banning them from here, they don't want them there. Yeah. So and those six people are also the only people who can say who has the right to be in this community yes. or give yes. privileges. I mean, event runners, maybe that could be a little bit different. If you run a particular event and, that, and a certain person is not allowed at your event, sure. But more than likely, if you're not allowed at that event, they probably already told one of those six people about why you're not allowed. And you may end up being booted from the community as a whole, too. Right. But Or not. It or might not. just be a personal thing between those two people and then if that's the case then you two work it out like so that's that's exactly why we have the designated people in the community that have that authority 
Okay. okay. All of us, I, I am one of those people. I counted that, yeah. Mm-hmm. All of us understand that, hey, we need to come at this from an impartial stance, okay? This mm-hmm. is not going to be something I'm involved in. If I have a beef with uh, person A over here and I feel that they are a threat, I'm not going to be the one to make that call. Because you have okay? too much stake. You I, have bias in Exactly. It. I have potential bias. That said... I will still make my statement. Yeah. I'll make my statement to the other people involved, or I'm sorry, not involved, so that they can make the decision themselves. Okay? Because, yeah, I'm, I'm human. I can mm-hmm. fuck up. Okay, I recognize that. I will remove myself from that situation. But I trust the others. I trust the others at the top that they will make the right call. Because they can be impartial in that situation. Right. Exactly. And it wasn't that big of a deal. I ate his ice cream. And he's like, you're going to... Motherfucker, you do not <laughs> touch my like, goddamn ice cream. See what I mean? See? It's not that big of a deal. I could have went and replaced it. Okay. We've got it recorded. We know it was him now. You're fucking gone. I admitted to eating you're the ice done, cream. You're done, buddy. You don't touch my moose tracks. It wasn't moose tracks. Ooh, I love moose tracks. Moose tracks is damn good. Now he's denying it. No, I'm not denying it. I'm, I'm stating a fact. It was not moose tracks. You're saying you didn't eat my ice cream. I now. didn't eat your you ice cream. You just admitted to it. I Well, I ate somebody's ice cream. I thought I ate Captain's ice cream. While he was gone, oh, it so been. I went and bought a new one and replaced it, and then let oh, him know. Was it the the oval tub, the caramel yeah, yeah, stuff? Yeah. Wait, this because actually happened. Yes, yes, this actually happened. But nobody was mad. But still, so what okay, happened? Okay, so was, I'm I'm still looking for the motherfucker that ate my moose tracks. Yeah, that wasn't me. So, <laughs> Captain was gone. There was a, a thing of like half. It was half gone ice cream in there. And one day I was like, you know, what? I want to try some of that. So I tried some and I was like, ooh, that's good. <laughs> so I finished off the tub and then went and bought a new one that was unopened and put it, replaced it before Captain came home. So when Captain came home, I told him, hey, I ate your ice cream and replaced it. So that when you <laughs> open it up, you're thinking there's a half-eaten thing of ice cream and it's a full one, you're like, what the fuck? I remember you know? eating that. Yeah. And so he's like, I didn't have ice cream. I know exactly who And I was is. like, what? He's like, it might have been one of the littles. And I was like, oh, that's right. And it was. It turned out to be, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he had brought it and left it. And so it wasn't a big deal. And then, in fact, when he came back, he brought more ice cream. And I had already <laughs> replaced that. That sounds that. about right. Plus, I bought myself <laughs> one. So now there's three fucking things of ice cream in there. So well, if you need some one help. One. <laughs> yeah, I was like, shoot. Yeah. I don't know about currently. Because. <laughs> If you need some help eating some ice cream, I'm just saying I'm here for you. I'm but it was it was really good. Also, I'm quite fond of ice cream. So it was a peanut butter party ice cream. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so, what would be some uh, red flags to look out for that you might be dealing with a predator? So I have I was just jotting this down when I was at work earlier, right? I I did kind of like like three lists. So, um, Jesus I, Christ. Okay, they're just but, names. Listen, listen, just three yeah, names. Just three names. If their name is blank. Uh, <laughs> yes, there is a list that is entirely me. <laughs> so, but the, but the reason why I did three is because I did kind of like across the board predatory behavior. And then I did some that are specific to tops that I've seen and heard of. And some that are specific to bottoms. Right. Because I feel like feel like a lot of people don't realize how predatory bottoms can be. That's either. true. You know, they're just always assumed to be kind of the innocent one there. So I so I wanted that's why I made kind of three lists. Cause I was like, OK, there's definitely some overlap here. And switches so, can't be predatory. So we didn't get a list. Not. So sorry. There you go. <laughs> so some of the, the general things that I wrote that I wrote down um, is one of the things that we tend to 
well, Shock Doc specifically, I remember told me uh, when I first joined was, uh, you know, anyone who is refusing to meet you in a public a place or at a kink mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first pieces of advice that he gave me, um, especially because I think when I had first when I had first messaged him before I had ever come to an event, and I let him know how new I was. I was even new to fet life. He made a point to be like, you know, if you're interested in someone, this is probably a good idea to meet them here at Wicked. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was that was a piece of advice he gave me, and I have seen it hold true for a lot, a lot, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, where mm-hmm. when they find out later that the person that refused to meet them at like so like an event like Wicked turned out to be like someone who was kicked out before, yeah, right. someone who is a serial predator, you know. So that's a big one. Um, I would also say uh, if you see someone who consistently tries to go after new people, mm-hmm. uh, admittedly, I mostly I mostly see this in. Uh, male tops going after female bottoms yeah that's uh, just because i think that's just the easier dynamic to try to go mm-hmm. through when it comes to predators but really this kind of stands across all roles and genders um so anyone who tries to go after the newbie because i mean even i've seen um, some bottoms go after a certain top <laughs> so <laughs> all the fucking time yep uh, you just attracted all the little red flags. Oh, God. I just, <laughs> man, uh, more red flags than a Soviet parade. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was even an instance when I, I joined a community um, in another state mm-hmm. where I'm not new to the lifestyle, but I was new to that community. Somebody hopped into my inbox immediately wanting to scene with me and they were also new i was like well have you ever seen before and they're like no but i want you to torture my cock and balls and i'm like bro where in my no (laughs) my guy listen um but i've had people hop immediately in my in my inbox joining other communities because they're Mm -hmm. like oh i haven't scared this one away yet you know Nobody's gotten to them to tell, you know. To tell them that I'm a giant red flag walking. Yeah. And I will say, as someone who has been around for those red flags that are attaching to you, some of them are real damn sneaky. Really, really, really damn sneaky about it. talking or manipulative. Because, like, I certainly am just like, damn, I didn't catch that till after. Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) Real, you know, like, they'll... They'll convince you that, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm just really misunderstood or, you mm-hmm. know, I'm just, I'm so shy, but I feel so comfortable with you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like I, I haven't approached anybody else because I'm just so comfortable with you. Does that shit actually yeah. work? Yes. You would be surprised. Especially had, if they call to your nurturing mm-hmm. thing. I which... have had my heartstrings pulled, believe it or not. I, there is a heart in here, no matter how dark <laughs> really? it may be. Yes, right <laughs> Right between, <laughs> she's squeezing her titties. Oh, the visual, <laughs> the visual uh, right now. There is a heart in there, perhaps two sizes too small. But you know, I've had my heartstrings pulled to where it was like, you know, oh, feel bad for me, you know. Hmm. I I'm just so, you know, I'm so, um, you know depressed and anxious and i need somebody to you know mm-hmm. you need therapy is what you need mm-hmm. um and that is not me i'm not licensed for that 
But I'm, well, that being said, I I am very happy to see since since I've known you since you've joined, to kind of see your growth in enforcing your boundaries has been wonderful. Because I mean, I think now I recall it, I think I've even seen you like. In the middle of a scene when someone was pushing at your boundaries, kind of go, nope, okay, we're done. Really? It was at, it wasn't here. It was at uh, Wicked Wonderland. Ah, okay, yeah. And I was, I was supremely proud of you because you, you negotiated with this person very effectively and you told them very specifically what you were willing to do and what you weren't willing to do and why you were going to be doing it. And he it immediately just started pushing and I finally started just going, okay, we're done. Yeah, well, that's about it. So we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, and you're like, well, we're done. Go away. Yeah. And I was just like, hell yeah, be proud of you, man. So <laughs> she has grown. I quite love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but that was going to be uh, one of the things that was just not respecting boundaries, right? Because bottoms are gonna, bottoms are gonna do that. Um, tops are gonna do that. Uh, they're going to try to push at your boundaries. Mm-hmm. I know I've been on either side of that where I've had a bottom who, you know, has been around for a while try to push on my boundaries that I had to like push back. I've done that. Yeah. Myself. Like that's and there's the there's a there's there there's a difference is what mm-hmm. I wanna say. When really no there's not. Mm-hmm. That's very toxic for me to think that. But I was thinking like there's 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 certain boundaries that I like to play with and tease with. Mm-hmm. And there's boundaries that you're just like, don't go near it. Yeah. Like there there's so like hard and soft boundaries maybe. And I feel like a lot of the a lot of the behavior we're gonna mention is I feel like this is gonna be more helpful to newer people coming in because kind of like under no circumstances should this be happening with you. Right. Yet. Well, the, right. Like, like, like if you have rapport with a person, that, that shouldn't happen either. Like, you shouldn't. Yeah. Don't play with boundaries. Like, that's yeah. not okay unless well, you have that a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Like, a, well, I mean, I, I would even say, like, thief. You know that I hate feet. Mm-hmm. If you made a joke about touching my feet, I would not be terribly offended at you pushing that boundary. But that's because you and I have rapport, and I know you mean it as a joke. True. Right. So that's what I'm saying. A lot of the stuff that's on here, like they kind of go out the window if you have rapport with the person. That's what I was even saying. The person who most recently had pushed at my boundary was someone who I had rapport with, who I've known for a few years. And I don't think he realized that he was doing it. So I had to, you know, I remember I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. And I'm talking to my friend, I don't know what to do. Just tell him. And I was okay, I'll just, I'll just tell him. And so, you know, I told him, hey, you're doing this thing. And I told you that was a boundary and I appreciate it. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. It's been fine. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I did not realize I was even doing that. I thought I was being playful. And then he just stopped. That's what I mean. Like people can have predatory behaviors and not realize it. Yeah. You know, and because this person is a good person and, you know, wants to be held accountable and didn't want to ever hurt me. Then it was fine. So I'd say that'd be like another predatory behavior is just when you call them out, they lock down harder and they don't ever yeah. give up that maybe they did something wrong or something that was even just wrong to you. Or go a step further and like, we, I know you like it though. Yeah, exactly. Like, Try to what? gaslight you about yeah, it. Yeah, like, hold on. <laughs> Stop. So um, I would also say uh, people who won't accept just a no. They won't accept that no is a full sentence. But why not? Well, that's always what it is, right? Why hmm. not? 
and you have to explain it and they have to find a reason why your explanation is not good enough or they have to find a way to invalidate it. So I feel like this is just a kind of a good thing. Just one of my favorite things I had first learned was just no is a full sentence. Mm-hmm. You don't owe them an explanation as to why. Yeah. But you, you told me no. I could do whatever I wanted. But you said this before you promised this. You you made these. doesn't matter. Right now I am saying no and that's yep. all you need to know. But you did that with that other person. Like yeah. why? But you, you like, maybe you I, should just I go back to them. Like, <laughs> what, but what about me? Yeah, no, just no. Um, someone who violates consent, no matter how small, because sometimes the the, the fact that they're willing to violate consent on something that you consider to be small shows that they may be able to violate consent on something big. Mm-hmm. I I think I put that on there because I had someone do that to me around the time I first joined. The, the consent violation was small, right? I told them I wasn't comfortable with them hugging me in a certain matter, right? And they had done, they had done it again. And then when I said, hey, oh, I'm so sorry, I completely forgot. I was just doing it with this person, so I forgot, I'm so sorry. Okay, and they did it again, and they did it again. And each time I forgave it, because I was, it's just, it's such a small, it's such a small violation. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, when it turned into them pressuring me for sex. I was going to say that. Then, that like, of, that's what it grew into. I'm like, oh, that was indicative of, like, that yeah. small violation was indicative of a much bigger one they were going to try to do. I just went through a whole gambit of emotions when you said that. Because at first I was like, so you're overreacting to a hug. Okay. And then you're like, and they did it again. They did it again. And I'm like, no, that's once or twice more I can understand is being like, I'm, okay, I'm, mm. shit, I'm sorry. Let me, I got to get off of this. It depends on but the... But when you start going like into like the predatory kind of, I'm trying to make you comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to like expose yeah, you and do some exposure like, therapy. Change okay. your You're, you're having some feelings. Baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to use myself as an example here. Kay. Okay. Uh, I am a hugger. Okay. So mm-hmm. your, your mm-hmm. example of hugging that, that kind of, Good you know, quality hugs. It, it, it rings a bell for me. Yeah. Um, there's there's a, a person in one of our sister groups that I absolutely adore and I respect. And every time I would see this person, I would give them a big hug, you know, because I care about them. Um, and this went on for several years. And then one evening, they stopped me just before I hugged them. And informed me that my hugs are too strong. I'm, I, I put too much, too much pressure in, and it, it hurt her, mm. hurt them last time. So, you know that that kind of stung. Yeah. But I'm, I'm grateful that they told me. Um, ever since, you know, I've made a concerted effort to not hug, not hug aggressively with this person. You know, be be very gentle and show hey. I care about you. I respect your boundary and I thank you for telling me that it is your boundary. And uh, I've only seen them uh, a handful of times since then. Uh, I'd really like to give them a hug now, but you know, (laughs) the, the reaction that you should get from somebody setting a boundary is, Oh wow. Okay. I acknowledge that I, I am paying attention to it and I'm going to implement that from this point on. And yes, if, if it happens once or twice on the offshoot, okay, but be firm in reminding them about it. Mm-hmm. And if they, if they fight about it, 
that is a major red flag. Yeah. Okay, what if they what if they go the opposite direction and say, "Well, then I just won't hug you anymore." That also is a red flag. Is it? Yes. Well, I would say I'd give them space to be offended, but also recognize that um, you know, it's you cannot control how the other person is going to feel. What if they're You can not, only control yourself. What if they're not offended? They're just scared. They're like, "Okay, then I that, I just won't hug you anymore. That requires then, communication. Right. Yeah. I mean, okay, so. I'm not out here demanding hugs of nobody. You know, well, I'm just, I'm just not going to hug you anymore. Okay, if that's what you feel like you have to do to make it so that you don't cross my boundary, if you feel like that's the level you have to go to, then that's okay. And I may even say, like, well, I would still like to hug you. I just would like it if you can make a concentrated effort, be gentler. I'm just not going to hug you anymore. Okay. So many mixed feelings, mixed, mixed signals from you. Oh, I just yeah. don't even know. There's so many ways to answer, like, that an answer could come back at you that you have. You can't just go by what they're saying. You have to go by how it's said and how it's done and how mm-hmm. it's... What they mean. Yes. You have to go absolutely. by their nonverbals as yeah. well as their vocal communication. Yep. Yeah, if they're just doing it, if they're, if they're saying, well, I'm just not going to hug you then, just to be a dick, yeah, that to is you. a solid red flag. Yeah, that's just being a dick. If, yeah. if, they're, if they're, you know, timid about it... Well, I, I don't I'm 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 hesitant to hug you because of it. Okay. Well that's that's a, that's understandable at the very least. Honestly, personally, um, even if someone had reacted to me, oh I'm just not gonna hug you anymore, I'll give them space to be offended. Okay. Be- just and I, that's just me because I will I'm like, Oh you know, that's fine. And I won't treat them any different. Right? Because I want them to recognize that me setting that boundary was not me trying to end our friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, but they it was might me trying that later too. Yeah. And be like, oh, I definitely overreacted. Like, yeah, and sometimes people need to have space to have that gut reaction, right? Because it's like that. You know, the thing we were talking about earlier is we when we receive something negative, we either go into extreme guilty mode or extreme self defense mode. Yeah. So I'm okay with it in a situation like this when we're talking about hugs. Well, I'm just not going to hug you anymore. Okay, I cannot control your reaction. So that's fine, but I'm going to make it clear through the rest of my actions that this isn't going to affect our friendship. And if they want to keep on doing that, then it's their loss. Yeah. Hmm. You know? I, I'm i not going to feel any guilt about asserting my boundaries, and I'm not going to get offended back at a reaction that I couldn't control. Mm-hmm. So, But that's that's the way that I perceive it, and I know I have the capability to do that. And I don't blame anyone who would see that reaction and go, you know, if you're going to have that immediate reaction, I don't want to bother. And that's okay, too. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, uh, sorry, uh, did anyone else have any? No, I couldn't no, tell if you were having thoughts or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was going to say, uh, maybe another one would be um, someone who tries to get you away from other kinksters. Someone who tries to separate you from other kinksters. Someone who tries to kind of like separate you away from the group pull you away okay. whether it be like physically or like um making you think negatively about your community like mm-hmm. you know just like talk bad about the community as a whole or well and here's the thing like no group is perfect yeah you know so if you have honest gripes with a group of people or your community that's completely fine but if it's like a no, you got to you got to come over here. Oh, you want to go to that event? You should just come here instead. Or oh, I know that you that you like to go every week, but 
I think that you should come and hang out with me instead, you know, because that's just to to me, that's kind of like trying to separate one from the herd, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to kind of pull off. you away, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, if you're there, if you're being invited to like, I don't know, like a different group, but they're like, hey, I know you want to go hang out in Bakersfield, but like we could go to LA this weekend and go to like a place based out there. Like that every once in a while is like totally cool. But if yeah. you are expressing genuine interest and I want to go to Wicked and they're saying, well, you shouldn't do that for x y and z and you should just come see me that is where i kind of draw the red flag i'm i'm thinking that that can be an indicator but i don't think that's maybe a hard and fast rule one of the the huge ones that i've i've seen before is hey so i started seeing this person and they're into bdsm i'm like oh that's cool are they part of the local community well no they they said that they they were before, I guess, at one point, but they said that it like hmm. I don't know something. They just they weren't learning what they were they wanted to, and so they left. And I'm like, oh, what's that person's name? Mm-hmm. And then you come to the community, <laughs> and you're like, so hey, has anybody heard of this person? And they're like, oh shit, yeah, they got fucking bounced out like two weeks in, like three consent violations, and a fucking showed up drunk one time, like <laughs> slinging dick around. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, I think that it's like, you know, the responsibility on that person. Do your vetting. Yeah, definitely do. Do your vetting. It's it's worth it. You know, if they say I was involved in this space. okay, yes. If you happen to know someone from that space, ask them about it. Make sure they're safe. Like you, you are your own best advocate. And you may you may come into it with a real strong desire for a specific dynamic Mm -hmm. you may be like i really want a master or dom or i really want a sub i really want this don't worry about that when you first get involved in the community like like that that stuff will come later and you'll be you'll find better partners the longer you wait and the more you get to know people than if you just jump in a lot of trust that needs to go into that like yeah and it's, it's those people that are mm-hmm. like, well, I'll be your daddy or I'll be, you know, like right off that are, that should give you kind of red flags automatically. Yeah, because if they don't really know you, then like, why are you going to let them control several aspects of your life? Yeah. <laughs> you know, why are you going to give them a trusted headspace? Mm-hmm. Why are you going to do this? Why are you going to do that? Like, you know, there's there's something you can do a scene. You know, if you do your yeah. proper vetting and negotiation. Yeah, whatever. That's cool. But I mean, entering a full on dynamic with someone like mm-hmm. that's that's a lot rougher so yeah. i mean that's what that was actually one of my first things on there is like someone who pushes too fast for titles mm-hmm. dynamics a relationship or for play and if you want to call her call her yourself yeah. you could do that that's totally allowed if that's a desire that you have yeah. that's totally allowed um one of the things that i like um I think Brat of Steel and I have given advice to certain people before uh, where they're newbies, you know, and they say, oh, I just, oh, I just, I just want to have a, a daddy or a dom or this or that so bad. And I said, well, why do you want that so bad? Because I'm depressed and I have a hard time doing these things for myself and da, 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 right? And I'm just kind of like, I could say it the mean way. I'd never say it the mean way. But the mean way is what person wants a broken toy. Um, oh, wow. The the nice way is is that if you expect Dang. yourself to perform better with someone else telling you what to do, then you should present that yourself with that kind of 
with a certain level of discipline, right? So it's like, take care of yourself the way that you would want a dominant to take care of you. And you can tell them when you're vulnerable enough with that person that you want to have a dynamic with, hey, um, these are areas that I have trouble in that I'm working really hard to do. So they show that, you know, you're showing that there's some self-work, that they're not going to have to do everything for you. Hmm. You know, you can say, these are areas that I would like want to improve in. But if you, but I don't know, I'm of the opinion that if you are going to sit there and not try to pick up the pieces that are in front of you and expect someone else to do that for you, then that's not really fair to that person. I, the way I said it was an asshole way. I'm fully aware. Right, but there's also a lot of people <laughs> out there that like broken puzzles. Mm-hmm. And mm. that's kind but. of those broken puzzles are also really easy to manipulate and those broken puzzles are people so yeah a really good looking dude just walked in right now yeah it's crazy yeah stroke his ego a little bit further (laughs) (laughs) why don't you come to a microphone and say hello whose microphone should i go to this is your microphone that is your mic i am on your microphone i mean if you're see, okay with see me. how <laughs> see how natural it feels to just squeeze in and share a microphone. Hey there, listeners, Captain Awesome. Have you missed me? I know they have. They can't end the show to save their fucking lives. That's true, <laughs> absolutely true. <laughs> You've in, trained us that it's your job. And in <laughs> shambles, completely in shambles. All the time, we're just like, oh shit, we gotta wrap this shit up. So what you're telling me is, I just need to make the recording. For what I say, you could just play just, that at no. the end. It, it's not going to work. <laughs> it won't because we'll just, we'll just keep going forever. Yep. <laughs> it has to be an organic. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> per episode. Fine, then I'll just sit here and watch you all flounder tonight, and then I'll end it when I think it's time. Okay, fuck okay. off. Goodbye. <laughs> Moving on. Bye-bye. <laughs> and I am out. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> asshole (laughs) so okay the last one i have that is uh not specific to either side of the slash oh did you want to record another episode oh Oh, shut the fuck up (laughs) you too i swear to god (laughs) how far in are we you don't want to know oh yikes okay well hour and 40 oh my god jesus christ i'll wrap it up we may need to make this a part two okay no we're we can't do that I'm not, the hell I, we can't. I can go through the rest She's of this She's got quick. like three more pages. Do you I literally really? have, I Holy have, no, shit. I don't. I have this much left. We asked for an much. episode on Red Flag and she writes a novel. Fuck off, man. <laughs> How we dare I We did talk about I a lot care. of other things, though. The, the, the more we did. We talked about a lot of stuff that wasn't on the show notes. I came prepared, so fuck me, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway. We are glad that you came prepared because as you can see, we did not. You're the only one that came prepared this week. The second well, part of this MB, is, but still. <laughs> the second part of this is going to go real fast. The the one of the big ones that I see is someone who does not think there's anything else for them to learn. Somebody who thinks they know everything. And they when they say that they know it all, I I feel like when I when you meet someone who like you know we have lots of talented people in this community, right? Mm-hmm. We have a lot of people who are definitely like jacks of all trades. They're just like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I do some rope. I do some impact. I'm for this. I do this. I do that or whatever, right? But they don't seem to have the want or the capacity to ever learn anything new. 
that really bothers me. Or if they decide that they are an expert in absolutely everything that they do. And they're better than everybody else at it. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a big flag for me. Now, I mean, if you know that you are damn good at rope, uh, you know, then yes, please flaunt that. Fuck mm. it, you know, like that. that's totally fine. But if you are damn good at rope and you are an expert at, I don't know, it's fucking... If you're an expert at flogging, you know, but, but not only am I that, but also like I, I do a lot of erotic photography, you know, and mm-hmm. I, and I, I, I do all of that and I did it for bumfuck nowhere somewhere, you know, and I'm, I'm an expert. I don't know. Like I, there's a big ass list I can try to go through. I'm having a headache trying to act like a crazy person um <laughs> a red flag yeah i'm having a headache trying to act like a red flag <laughs> i was gonna say i can't think of anybody i like i know people in the community who are really good at things but i don't know of anybody that would call themselves, themselves an, an expert. expert yeah yeah they they would be like i could show you what i know i feel but like what i know isn't all everything to know like there's <laughs> plenty more to learn so i feel like there are people mm-hmm. who i would call experts in certain areas and if they heard me say that they're like no 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 don't say that yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. Not an okay expert. so yeah. that that right there that <laughs> attitude is exactly what the what the real expert should have uh, mm-hmm. uh there there was a, a martial artist uh hoist gracie um yeah yeah <laughs> okay so if you were if you were to go up to this man and ask if he's an expert at his particular martial art, which he is hands down Beyond. the best in the yeah. world at this, he would tell you, "I have always got new things to learn." He, he's he's humble about it. Mm-hmm. The the dumbass that's uh, forgive me. Um, this is this is my experience has been almost exclusively dominance being the ones that claim to be the expert of all mm-hmm. things lifestyle and McDomly Dom. Yeah, <laughs> dumbasses. Um, then they turn out to not even dumbass. Yes, I love that's that. exactly what I said. Uh, my own phrase. I coined that. I, I thank you. I love the love. Um, people, people that go around flaunting that. Oh, I am the biggest baddest person ever at this. That's a major red flag for me. I mean, if you're not going to have at least an ounce of humility, mm-hmm. then why the fuck should I even bother with you? You're not willing to listen to me. You're not willing to learn me. Why the fuck should I ever play with you? And I mean, flaunt your resume. You yeah. Know? Especially if we're negotiating something together. And you're like, oh, you know, I went to this class here and I read this book and I did this mm-hmm. and I've done this many scenes and I was a guest presenter here. You're like, yeah, no, flaunt your fucking resume. Hell Definitely. yeah. Hell yeah. But like, you know, the idea that like I am the peak, there's nothing else to learn. That is, yeah, that's where it's at for me. That's so. like even my, my profession, the thing that I do for a living, I am not a piercing expert. Mm-hmm. I'm good at my job. I'd like to think I'm great at my job. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I still have shit to learn. Mm-hmm. There was supposed to be a seminar in Vegas in October that I decided not to go to because a lot of the people that I was wanting to learn from dropped out. So I'm going to wait until uh, summer. Until the row rows a little down? Yeah. yeah I'm going to wait a little bit. But like, I, like, there's still shit for me to learn and I'm super geeked out about when I learn new shit. Yeah, like, even same. when I feel like I know everything, I love new information. And that should, that's how, I think that's how it should be. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. If you're looking for a 
a lifestyle partner. Uh, yeah, if you're looking for a good time, call Candy Sweetbox. Um, no, if you're looking for a lifestyle partner, look for one that is thirsty for knowledge. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. one that's thirsty for a piece of ass. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's thirsty for knowledge, thirsty to learn, wants to explore with other people. That is a quality partner. That's somebody that's worth their weight in gold. I'm just staring at Gigantor right now. It's one of my favorite things about him. It's when we had education. He was super down to go to all of them. And I thought we agreed to call him Neville Longbottom. <laughs> He's making a face, and I don't want to be in trouble later, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Captain, you'll have to listen to the episode to understand what we're talking about. You get four. Oh! <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> plus five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fly through uh, the ones I have specific tops, the ones I have specific bottoms, just real quick, and we'll do like a, I don't know, comment at the end. So for tops, I have uh, a lot of tops who specifically want to uh, mentor a bottom to be a better bottom. So mm-hmm. that's predatory behavior to me. Uh, they're mentoring them to become their bottom. Okay. But to become a better bottom... No. Uh, treat- Wait, hold on. Can we spend some time with that? I can, we, can we come back to it? Okay, okay. Okay, so hold that thought. Um, treats you as their sub or their bottom right away. Um, they are constantly changing what is and what is not acceptable. So flip-flopping. That could be a little bit gaslighty. Um, claims to have more education than they have. That's why it's important to do your vetting. Um, only offers aftercare as a reward. I, and again, for this, you know, I, I do I do want to say, this is, again, more of like a beginner's guide because I don't want to count out for people who maybe been in long-term MS relationships and that works for them. I don't right. see it working for them on a scientific level, but if that is their agreement, then okay. Right, but I'm talking like, you know, n- you know, a newer person here, especially if you're not in something quite as intense. Um, and if they lack self-control. So, you want to go back to the uh, mentoring bottom comment? Yeah, what, I, I want to know what that means. Sure. Um, so, I've seen a lot of so-called doms say that they have someone who they are mentoring, right? Uh, so, usually, from what I've seen as a witness to leather culture, sometimes... Uh, leather tops or leather bottoms will mentor another leather top or another leather bottom to uphold the values of their community and maybe even to kind of help them out any dynamics that they eventually want to have um this isn't you know specific to leather it's kind of kink across the board people will occasionally do this um but sometimes you'll find uh doms who are saying who are reaching out to subs saying you know i can mentor you to be a better submissive Right. And so and a lot of those times when that has happened, it's unethical, first of all, um, because there's an inherent uh, power imbalance that's going to be there because someone's role is a dom and the ones is submissive. And this is, again, very specifically like a dominant person who identifies as a dominant says, I'm going to make you a better submissive. Right. Right. Now, if they're going to end up being in a relationship with that person, it's, I don't know, it squeaks me out a little bit, but it's not an inherent red flag. If they're, I'm going to teach you to become a better bottom because you're under consideration for being my bottom. 
That is different. And it's also different if the dominant is a boot black and they're teaching a submissive person to become a boot black. It's not a dom mentoring a sub. It's a boot black mentoring another boot black. Right. Right. Like an apprenticeship almost. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like an apprenticeship. Right. So that's, that's the thing is that it's unethical for a top to want to mentor a bottom to become a better bottom. Interesting. I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of times there's some sort of sexual agreement too, which is just not. And I mean, and I would even say that even if it's a top mentoring another top, if there's a sexual relationship in there, that can kind of fuck with the ethics a little bit of it too. Okay. Because you're kind of creating a, a power imbalance there. That makes sense. Yeah. So. What was the last thing you said? Uh, the last one there is if you, they lack self-control. So what does that mean? Um, well, that could be several things, right? That can be pushing at boundaries. That okay. could be um, that they are... So just self-control in life? Self-control in life is something that I'd be concerned about, but some people have those kind of issues, right? Yeah. So I just think if you notice an abundance of lack of self-control in several areas, I'd be aware of that as a red flag. That'd be a huge red flag for me. Yeah. Not even necessarily for a top, but it kind of bottoms. in general. Anyway, yeah, yeah, like it mm-hmm. just all around yeah yeah and i mean like i i want to kind of clarify here that like i'm not trying to be like ableist in that regard you know um if it seems like it's like a genuine problem that they are aware of that they're trying towards then you know that's gonna that's gonna add a whole nother layer but i would say in general if a person is lacking of self-control and that doesn't seem to bother them yeah it seems to be something they have very much so allowed in their life and they will allow to affect you, I'd be concerned. Right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I sound like an asshole for saying that. No, not at all. So that the things I wrote down are generally just like things that I thought of. I didn't get it from the one true way dot com. Um <laughs> One true way. The one true way. Oh motherfucker, he's back. What? Whoa, whoa. The one true way is the one true way. And he leaves. He's escaped. <laughs> so I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to fly through his bottoms list and we could talk about it. Some of the things that I wrote down um, is they continuously ask or keep on pushing after you say no. Um, they try to align all of their interests with yours. So they try to kind of maybe adopt your kinks, adopt your personality, anything that you say, oh, here's my laundry list of things I'm into. They're like, wow, same. You know, that could be that I, could be a red flag. Good. Nice. I know somebody who just fit that so perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I watched them like Quit talking about me. It wasn't you. <laughs> it isn't you. It's a different it's a different friend. Mm-hmm. But they got involved with somebody who was into something and then all of a sudden they are all into it. They've got like tattoos about it and books mm-hmm. and games and i'm like what the fuck happened like, like they just chameleon to you yeah, yeah and, so that's, and, wow it was drastic that's a big one i see uh someone who uh refuses to communicate and i was kind of like what's something of that um will not say for it when they need to mm. uh, that's a big red flag because if they're you know if they're not safe wording, obviously they're not communicating. But if there is a refusal to communicate with you, then that to me is can be predatory behavior because they can turn around later and say, you should have known. You should have known, by the way, I was looking at you. 
okay, but you didn't say it, but you should have known. So they are not communicating with you. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, and that's, that could also fit into those people who are like, well, I kind of have a safe word, but I don't. So, like, this will be my safe word, but we can go past it. And, like, there's safe words should be full stop things. Like, they're mm-hmm. not, you know. Like, they try to make their safe word a suggestion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, a, yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, that's, that's not how this works. Yeah. Take or, care of yourself as a top and make sure that, you know, especially if you don't know this person super well. Like, you need to make sure you take care of yourself. Yeah. And that you don't get accused of being, you know, being called a consent violator could be a really big thing. And, you know, it can really mess you up and can mess another person up. It can mess up your relationships yeah. with people. And uh, My next one I have found here, ignores your wants and your needs as a top. So, mm-hmm. like, if they're not willing to give you aftercare when you need it that's that's a big deal or if you saying like okay i'll do this for you but i you know the way that i receive love is through service i'm not going to offer you service even though maybe you previously agreed upon it and express that as a need for that yeah. relationship so they're they're ignoring your wants and needs as a top especially if it was previously agreed upon that's a big thing um if they turn you into their kink dispenser which means that if they insinuate that they want to have this, you know, very intense relationship with you, this dynamic with you, but they only treat you as a kink dispenser and don't want to bother with you any other time unless you're giving them, you know, their their head of kink, that's a problem. And um, if they continuously question their your role when they don't get what they want. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not a real dom because you won't peg me. Wow. <laughs> I put that in there just for you, baby. <laughs> the number of fucking times I have been told that I am not a real top because I don't put things in people's buttholes. <laughs> I don't want to touch a butthole. I don't. I don't want to do it. You don't have it's, to. It's not for me. Then you're just not a real top. Okay. <laughs> or like I I'm gonna get out of the way when yeah. she throws shit at you. <laughs> I have had people tell me that um, in order to be a dom, I need to channel my sexuality and I have to be sexual. It's like bro, what? No, I don't. Yes, I have. Ha- Were you there for that story? Uh, I don't think so. Oh my god, the, this is. <laughs> Channel that sexuality into rage. Oh my god! <laughs> I so uh, this this particular person taught me several lessons. One of them being, um, do not meet up with people who refuse to be part of the community to be held accountable yeah. for their yeah. shit. Um, and also, maybe don't go to people's houses if you don't know them. Like you know. Um, but basically, this person. Uh, lured me with, oh, you can just spank me for a little bit and then, you know, call it good. Um, and then we sat down on the couch for, like, con- you know, aftercare conversation, and he's like, well, next time I want you to peg me and I want you to shave me, and if you're going to be a dom, you're going to have to get over your what I th- – because I thought that I was, like, asexual or demisexual at the time. He's like, you're going to have to get over that. You're going to have to learn how to be sexual. And wow. he was, like, telling me he wanted to suck on my nipples and, like, all kinds of stuff. I'm like, what? Eh. No. So 
did he use the the negotiated scene just as a way to get you into like a intimate aftercare kind of scenario like that's what I think happened is like he he used that aftercare as like well next time this right. needs to happen like to set everything up to yeah. like kind of force you like you can't walk away like if you if I mean you can you can absolutely walk away yeah. but I mean you also take the the chance of him being like well she just fucking abandoned me for aftercare and like I just I don't know like maybe she just doesn't want anything to do with this life so like paints you out to be the bad person for walking away when they're the toxic one that like tried to manipulate you into like all that's oh man that's that's some deviant yeah. shit and then the next day i texted this person i'm like hey you know i i don't think that we should be seeing each other anymore um and i i turned it onto myself and i was like i think i struggled to maintain my boundaries with you and I no longer feel comfortable continuing and he's like well I'm sorry that you let it get so far oh what the fuck I'm sorry that you da 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 it's like okay all right cool exposed (laughs) (laughs) like "Mm, yeah I dodged a big one there Mm -hmm. I literally I just I threw that one my last one on there just for you because I was just like I'm for this motherfucker. <laughs> right. Or, you know, being approached for CBT and, you know, like, it sounds great in theory, but I don't want to touch, I don't want to touch peepees. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I mean, like, I gladly pierce them, but, like, I, I you don't get anything out of it. I do and that's not clinical, get anything like, out of almost. that. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I'm, I'm a sadist. I like to provide the ouch, but, like... If it doesn't feed you, it doesn't feed you, it, and that's a lot. It doesn't. It does not. It does not nourish my soul mm-hmm. to, to touch other people's private parts, except yeah. for my partner. <laughs> I forgot where else I was going with that. Just, you know, <laughs> I got swept up. But you know, like I, I think a lot of people don't realize that it's not all sexuality. So if you're like trying to force somebody to be sexual in order to be part of the lifestyle, that's mm-hmm. kind of. And I think that's another thing is like the assumption maybe that it's all sexual. It's not. Yeah, because it's definitely not. I mean, for some people it is. Like I'll be on. Generally, for me, it tends to be right. But it can also be incredibly just intimate in general. Like when I seen with you, B, (laughs) I do that with you because you're my friend, and I still get something out of it, even though it's not sexual. Because I know that's not anything that either of us are seeking. Majority of my scenes that I do with other people, pretty sexual, <laughs> you know, right? But with you, it's an intimacy, it's a friendship, it's a level of trust. We're bonding. Exactly, it's a way of bonding, and there's nothing sexual about it. Whenever we, whenever Just we scene. So let me joy. let yeah. me ask you a question about that. Mm-hmm. What if something you go into it with purely no sexual, like desires or that you know, a sexual thing isn't part of what you're going for? But then you get a little turned on. I mean, if I know that's going to be outside of her comfort, I would say something and say, I think we need to stop. Okay. I, that, I don't know. I feel like that's a level of personal responsibility that you should be doing. But it could also I would never, happen, right? It like, could happen. And yeah. when that happens, I don't want to violate her consent, so I'm going to safe word. Well, that's yeah. that's for me. You know, if other people can go like, oh, no, 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 that's a no-no. And you, you know, that's if, good you, to know, if though, you could switch yourself off of it, but I'm not going to. 
even if it's unintentional, I don't want to violate her consent. So I would probably be like, hey, you know, I think I got to stop or I think we got to wind down or, you know, just because that's a that's a really big deal to me. Yeah. And her I don't know. Her feelings are really important to me. And it, and it can. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. It can change things like yeah, it. And it might not be a big thing to me, but it could be a huge thing to you. Mm-hmm. Like if if. I'll just use us as an example. Like if, if we were seeing and I started to get turned on and didn't say anything to you until later and you'd be like, that, I'm not okay with like, I wish you would have said something because I don't, that's not what I want. Well, I mean for that, then that could just be like, okay, that was a, miscommunications are going to happen. I don't see this being a red flag or anything like that. Um, no, I, yeah. I, I, I use the example of with bees because she has explicitly said, that that is never a goal of hers and that's not what she's into. And so knowing that, I stray away from it. Um, I mean, but then again, that would also kind of be part of our negotiations, right? Is whether or not it's sexual. Yeah. You know, like at what level we're going to go ahead and get to. And I, you know, I would imagine that if that was like a thing where I was just like, I don't want to interact with you that way, I would state this is not, this isn't really a sexual thing for me. And expect you to agree if you want the same to happen. Right, but what you if know? what if you do, and then it, it somebody does get turned on during the scene that you weren't expecting? Like you were like, okay, this is well, and like you were saying, you would you would stop it and be like, or at I least let them know, yeah, like, hey, you know, something's happening. And I may not even tell them why I'm stopping. Oh, okay. First, I would probably tell them later if they wanted to know. Because I can understand if they're probably thinking, oh, maybe I did something wrong. Right, that's what yeah. I would be. But like, I would, I would probably. It's nothing you did. I think I just need to stop, or I need to, or I need to wind down. And once we've both come off of that high, I would probably just so you know, this is why I stopped, and it's it's important to me. So, yeah, um, that makes some sense. people, you know, the line is so blurred there that it could be okay. Yeah. Um, but as long as you're just following through on what you negotiated, that's what matters. Yeah. For and myself, it's I don't I don't mind whoever I'm topping getting turned on at mm-hmm. all. Um, my thing is, if they're going to tell me that what I'm doing is turning them on, why are you telling me? Yeah. Are you right. expecting me to do something about that? Because no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for example, if you and I did a scene and it turned you on, and you went home with Gigantor and he finished the job, I might. I might get a little smug bit of self, you know, satisfaction <laughs> yeah. from that because you understand mm-hmm. that I, like, I'm not going to do anything about that. Mm-hmm. Right. But you know what I mean? Like, as I, as long as the reason that you're telling me is not like, well, you got me this far. Right. Mm-hmm. You might as well finish the job. Like, no. 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 That's no. Like, if B was doing something to me that I was certain was like, oh, fuck, this is going to make me come if she keeps on doing that. I'm going to tell her. I, I will 100% tell her because I'm like, that will probably make her feel uncomfortable knowing that she was the one who did that to me when she is distinctly does right. not want to be sexual with me, you know? <laughs> so I might have to be like, hey, we can keep on seeing but you got to not do that. Because <laughs> like, well, you're going to make I me mean, accidentally violate your consent. Like. <laughs> My thing is, like, I, I don't touch people's genitals. I don't, you know, like, yeah. if you, if I'm beating you and it makes you cream yourself like okay you know that i'm doing something right but like 
for me that'd be like a i would still tell you and then if you tell me oh i don't mind i'll be like, okay then we'll do that in a future scene when we can both effectively negotiate that somebody grab a puppy pad put it under roof real quick <laughs> right. <'cause that's> <laughs> like <laughs> but you and i also know each other yeah like a lot of people that i have seen with are new so i'm mm-hmm. like i'm not i don't know how i'm gonna feel about that with that new person mm-hmm. yeah because they don't know that like okay why are you telling me that you are erect so <laughs> like right. i don't i don't need to know that i don't mm-hmm. i don't know you like that you know <laughs> so but it, i mean it's a it's a case by case kind of thing yeah that's a so, that's definitely a messy situation i don't yeah. think it's a common Situation. No, it was just something. But it's that worth, yeah. It's if you're, into my head. And if you're concerned about it, it's worth bringing up. Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad we had that talk. I am. I finished my list. <laughs> Good talk, guys. Yay. Good talk. Well, let's 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 wrap this up. We want to talk about our kinker fetish of the week. It's up to you. I would love to do that. I'm gonna make B read about it. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I was I read about this, and I actually have a particular uh, situation in mind I, that I think we all. No. Okay. Um, the fetish of the week is macrophilia. Do mm. tell. A fascination with or a sexual fantasy involving giants, more commonly expressed as giantesses or female giants. It is typically a male fantasy with the male playing the smaller part. The male may be depicted as entering, being dominated by, or being eaten by the larger woman. Others involve partners who naturally have a significant difference in size. So, anybody else thinking of uh, Lady Domitrice? Who? Or Demetrice? Yeah. Whatever, whatever the big boobo vampire evil. lady. <laughs> oh. That hit, that, that made a lot of people discover that they have that kink of mm-hmm. giant women. Yeah. Right? Or even like uh, a boy who I play with, he found out he just has a thing for like he has a general size kink. Just no matter what, he wants to be dominated by that by that person, right? But he either wants them to be considerably smaller than him because he's kind of a big guy, mm-hmm. or he wants them to be bigger than him. It, it is, he's like, nah. He's like, don't give me a five seven. He's like, give me a five foot or give me a seven foot. <laughs> like, he's like, I don't want to. I don't want to game go in the middle there. But yeah, no, that's that's part of the reason why I put it on our tickets. I think a lot of people have that kink and they didn't quite realize that. Mm-hmm. That is a new fact. Have you seen where people are like measuring like how tall she would be standing yes. next to them? Yes. And, like some people are like her boobs are like half their height. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like, yes, just sit inside of them. It's like a little like a little boob nest. And like, I've seen like a lot of. <laughs> 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 I've seen a lot of content around uh, macrophilia as well because I've seen like like on TikTok I see um, again it's usually women yeah. right and they like you know put their put their camera on the ground so they look like they're really big and they'll mm-hmm. like talk down oh I didn't see you down there oh you're so tiny I'm going to put you in this cage and I was just like dang my for you page is really just like you kinky maybe you'll like this so we're also on that side of TikTok though oh yeah like. 100% <laughs> so but, we both on that side of TikTok I have seen it the other way around where um it was someone who it was a man but he liked the idea of being a giant mm-hmm. and going with tiny women not with like 
petite women, because I know a lot, a lot of men specifically have that fantasy of mm-hmm. being with a very petite one. I'm talking like pixie size, little Tinkerbells. And so I was pretty great. He has beautiful art on FetLife um, where he will actually like photograph himself and he'll do it with like portrait mode. So it's like a little blurry. So he looks even further away. Mm-hmm. And then he will compose art of like women like I like he's done one where they're just kind of like hugging his cock and it was really cute or Aww. like they have some where like it looks like like he's like I think he was eating popcorn or something like that and there was like a bunch of like tiny like little pixies like sitting on his legs and like sitting on his feet and they're all like watching a movie together and it was really cute but it's because I was a, a big kink of his was the idea of just like little little pixie women teeny tiny yeah <laughs> little lover yeah I know that's fun. That's I, our show. <laughs> I don't. I don't have anything for the kink. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of the opposite of that. Like if she's you four like being two, the giant. No, not the giant. Okay. I just like, I like her hand size so that she can fit in my mouth. <laughs> so my you like being the giant? I guess so. <laughs> You're like, wait. <laughs> but not a giant. I don't want to be a giant. I want to be me, and then she just be extra small. Is that the same thing? Thumbelina. Or Tinkerbell, yeah. So to her, you are the giant? <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's, that's, that's macrophilia. Okay. It's anything that's involving giants, or I think maybe it'd be the opposite. Maybe there's one that's like Pixies. called like microphilia. Maybe that's a very specific someone else being small. Mm. Maybe you mm. being normal like size. fit in your small. pocket and they can't get out. Because they're bound. (laughs) That scene in Peter Pan where Captain Hook puts her in the lantern, like blows her in the lantern. Yes. I think that. I think that's a. I mean, understandable. The scene in Step Brothers. Oh no! What? Oh God! Whoa! Okay. (laughs) Where he buries him in the grave? No, no. Where where uh, the douchebag's wife is. Describing how, I wish you were just just super tiny and up inside my vagina. <laughs> I do not recall this part. I, I recall. I, I, I don't remember the exact wording, but it's yeah. like my my thought then was, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah. now I can. You kind of get it. Right? I kind of get it. Yeah. Kinda. I'm like, oh, that is, like, a thing. You can kind of get, like, people into it. I mean, because, like, I definitely have, like, a size kink going. I mean, if you haven't noticed by my partner named Gigantor, um, who's uh-huh. in the audience right now. So I definitely do have, to a certain extent, like, a size kink that he meets, but it's not, like, a... And it's a- not a fetish. It's not a need for mm-hmm. me. But uh, the, ma- the macrophilia, that doesn't really hit it for me. But mm-hmm. I get it. I can understand it. You get the fish it. thing, too, because he's shark boy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's making faces. <laughs> You're like, he might not have a skeleton, but he's got it hard cartilage. <laughs> Damn. Honestly, on the thing the reason about him being shark boy that I like is cuz I can't swim. So it means whenever we go in the pool, I can just hold on to his back and he swims for me. Mm. <laughs> I have a question for him actually. Do you now? Yeah. Maybe we'll get him on the podcast one of these days. Yeah, I agree. I was on the podcast like two <laughs> other weeks ago. I didn't have the question then. Shut up. <laughs> well, you know, ask me the damn question. No, too late. We'll, f- right. we'll do it later. 
Shut up, we'll audience member. Live. <laughs> this isn't an interactive show. <laughs> Why the hell am I here? <laughs> Lies! Well, now that you guys have let me talk forever, um, I think that we should go ahead and talk about some final thoughts. Y'all cool with that? Oh, that. yeah. Hey, Greedy. Final thoughts? No? Okay. Just kidding. Uh, Thief, <laughs> final thoughts? Hi. We've been talking about, like, red flags and toxicity this whole damn episode, and it's just got me wondering, like, thinking about somebody out there. If she She's made him moan like me. I know that's toxic <laughs> and narcissistic, but... You're like, Does I know I'm deja vu. I don't care. When he's with her. Yeah. <laughs> Does she call him my name? <laughs> Is that part of their their agreement now? <laughs> that would be really weird. I wouldn't, but I kind of love it. <laughs> Does he ever ask her, where'd you learn how to do that thing with your tongue? She tells him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Greedy, any final thoughts? Yeah. My final thoughts are consent is the biggest thing you should be looking for in a partner, in, mm-hmm. in somebody you want to be involved with, be it inside the lifestyle or out. If they aren't going to consent to your wishes, then get fucked, Karen. Get <laughs> fucked, Karen! <laughs> God damn. Okay. I love that. <laughs> B, any final thoughts? Your community is there for a reason. Utilize it. If if mm-hmm. your if your community seems to be acting a certain way towards certain people, maybe, maybe a reason. Maybe there's a reason behind that. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to ask higher ups about certain people if you feel mm-hmm. weird. Yep. Do Especially you if they're named Karen. <laughs> 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 All right. He's fucking Capitan. Captain, any final thoughts? Well, thank you for asking. Yes, I have many final thoughts. The first one is, we are out. Bye! So I'm just not allowed to have a final fucking thought, evidently. Oh, I didn't. I thought you did yours already. What a dick. Yeah, what? he didn't He didn't even care about me. He I apologize. Hey, anemic? I'm a any horrible final person. Thoughts? We're out. Bye! <laughs> <laughs>